It's February 1st, 2016, uh, okay. and um. that's January. <laughs> I'm Six Depmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Crow Reborn, a Dota 2 podcast where we talk about Dota 2 on a podcast, supposedly, sometimes. Did I say 2018 as well? I think you said 2019, but I just kind okay. of... Okay, okay. You know, we're starting off the year right. It's very important to have a good first impression with 2019. Don't show uh, weakness. Exactly. It's more afraid of you. Yours can smell fear. Mm -hmm. Fear you. How have you been? You know, I've been busy. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been, you know, getting lots of stuff to do. Um, and I am wondering about Dota Mm. recently. Really? I'm just thinking about like, I don't know. I don't know about this patch. As it goes on, I don't know about this patch. I uh, I think I uh, feel the same way. We'll, we'll have to get into that. Yeah. 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 But, you know, we wouldn't be bottle crow if we started off by talking about actual relevant Dota stuff. Mm -hmm. We have to talk about some side things. So Absolutely. let's talk about what Eternal Envy's been up to. What everybody tuned in for, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he has apparently a new stack called Flying Penguins. And here we go, drumroll, the roster is Ritsu, CC&C, Lelis, Snay, and Envy. Snay is in snaking, I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. So. Um, Ritsu, huh? <laughs> it, it doesn't look to be, you know, they're not going to be coming out of the gates smashing, you know, Secret or anybody, it seems like. I mean, listen, I'm not complaining based on performance. Ritsu, Ritsu knows how to play Dota, right? Mm -hmm. Ritsu's good at the game. I, I think depending on the right environment, Ritsu could be a tier one player or not. You know, mm -hmm. it sort of depends. Isn't um, he also an asshole, basically? <laughs> yeah, he's a huge sure. he's a huge bigot mm -hmm. um, is the problem. Um, nice. Yeah, and I just I just don't like it when people give him opportunities to thrive understandably yeah um you know that said i like i get it you gotta you gotta get by and you know like listen you go into esports you go into this crowd of like screaming 18 year old boys mm -hmm. and you're like let me find the one who isn't a piece of shit that's hard i yeah. get it <laughs> you can't you can't get a winner every time mm -hmm. um and you know also you got to worry about like i mean it's it's very easy for me to sit here and say like well you should say like I don't care if it's not the best team we can make we can't have Ritsu on our team because he's a bad person right like yeah but you gotta get paid rent has to happen bills have to happen you have expenses you have to buy like seven meals on every cheat day mm -hmm. um, you have to get the latest anime figurine six you know you, you gotta get it. You, you are talking to the right person. I understand. You have to get that body pillow cover dry cleaned, you know? I'm looking at my Master Grade Sinanju kit, which I have not started yet. I, I know a few of those words that you said. Um, so it's a Gundam. Ah, uh, okay. I see. I only get Gundam <laughs> stuff. Listen, I'm not one of those creeps. <laughs> <laughs> Sh shove, you know, a pile of things into the closet. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. So, you know, it's about that time things are... You know, new year, new teams. Envy's back. Supposedly yeah. on a more stable team. 
though i would i would love to see envy get some results but you know i wouldn't we always you know you just you gotta expect the unexpected or nothing with envy it'll just happen Mm -hmm. whatever happens happens we're really here for the food and you know if a team like planet dog can make it to ti (laughs) then names are clearly no impediments the magic of dota Mm mm-hmm Speaking of the magic of Dota, let's talk about how non-magical Dota feels recently then. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, tell me your feelings on the patch then, as we've gone on. Because I think we talked about it a little last time. I had a lot of complaints, and then they they did some seemingly reasonable changes. So how do you feel about it? I mean, it just feels like momentum is so heavy. It's so, so, it's, it's at such a strong point where it's like, it feels like, early leads become insurmountable and like especially if your offlaner fucks up the game is over yeah i basically think the same thing i'm glad i haven't really talked to anybody else about it you know except for on our dota 2 podcast here so i was wondering if it was just me it's like it it is its own meta it's not like the team fight snowball meta that we've had I don't think because it is momentum based, but then like high ground is still ridiculously hard to take. So you'll just, at least I've had the experience so many times of just losing a game. Right. And then Mm -hmm. 20 minutes later, your ancient falls just all the time. And you like, you know, I'm not a big fan of surrendering. Right. Like I, I like to, you know, play your heart out till the end and stuff like that. I think that's, you know, where the fun of Dota is always, like coming back from leads like that and it's just so so few and far between at least in my games but i lose games all the time and then have to sit there and like die five times in in team fights around a tier three or something and it's just miserable well so i think that the inherent properties of high ground as far as like you know like going uphill and heading into a single choke point are still as strong as they ever have been right the difference is that i feel like buildings haven't kept up with power creep like I feel like nobody gives a shit about buildings anymore. Um, and that's a bit of an of exaggeration. Like, die like their attack damage. Right. I mean, like as, as far as like how easy it is to destroy them and how much damage they deal to them. I feel like towers are not a very credible threat anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like as far as like how how the how the game goes, they just don't matter that much for positioning for fights and stuff. And it doesn't like it doesn't give you any real way to slow someone's momentum. Like. I don't know, previously, you'd have situations where, like, okay, two people are pushing mid, um, we have to back off, but we can, like, throw enough spells to stop them from taking the tower. Yeah. It feels like you can't do that anymore. <laughs> if you don't have someone in front of the tower, the tower is going to go down. Well, in, like, my experience is in the quote-unquote safe lane, it's, like, if they have... It's, all, it's really draft-dependent, so it's hard to, like, make generalizations. But if you have the wrong draft, right, and say mm-hmm. there's, like, a Legion commander or a Bristleback... And then pair that with like a dazzle in the off lane. Say like I'm an anti mage. I know I'm just fucked because they will just dive the tower and then cut the wave behind the tower. And even if I have three heroes there, it's like okay, what are we actually gonna do? <laughs> like we don't. Yeah. If you don't have the heroes to counter that, you just sit there for ten minutes and like oh the laning phase is over. They finally took the tower. I guess I'll farm at my tier two now and occasionally get ganked. Yeah, it feels like you're really short on options. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the momentum's already like, okay, your carry is f- ridiculously behind. Their offlaner is much more farmed, has more levels than your carry. And 
I've had a lot of those games. <laughs> it does not mm-hmm. feel good. Yeah, it's really it's really hard to like. I don't know what changes brought this about. I don't yeah. understand. It's just I know how it feels in the moment. So you know, I my my heart goes out to the team trying to balance this shit because like <laughs> I I you know reading the patch notes, I absolutely couldn't have predicted this except for that Slark is a cancer. I could have told you that. God, Huskar is I, just yeah. Huskar is a ball of cancer. Flaming raging. PA is a, yeah. PA is a problem. Magnus is too strong because people who synergize with Magnus are really strong. Yep. Um, some it's of this like stuff the was attack speed meta or some shit. Like they changed so many things, and now like a lot of stuff that wasn't attack speed is now attack speed or slows mm-hmm. are really big. It's all about the speeds. It's the speed meta. Yeah, I love I love speed. Um, <laughs> Gotta go fast. But. And I, I just I want to see. I mean, you know, I always I always am pushing that support agenda. Um, <laughs> I am I am by no means unbiased, but I just wish like I wish it felt like the game wasn't over until it was over, and it so yeah. often does. There seems like there's a big division within you know the support click though. It's like if you aren't one of the new heroes, you know, one of the ones they reworked significantly, or you offer something else really strong at like a particular time, like early game or something, then you're like, it's like playing Shadow Demon, playing mm. Warlock. Like Warlock used to be a, a ridiculous pain because he would just sustain, but now it's like you don't, you can't solo kill the other support, like you know a Dazzle or a Lich could or a Carry or something early game, and it mm. just, it's like, it feels. A little, little bit like what I remember from League of Legends when they had heroes that they had not fucking touched in three years, like genuinely three or four years. Like I think Yorick or something. He was eventually reworked, I'm sure, years ago at this point. But basically it was this old remnant of a hero from like patches gone by. They just had not touched. And it's like you can't really pick that hero. Like that character just doesn't work in most Mm. situations in this meta. And it's not that severe in Dota, of course, but there is like that little tinge of like, hmm, I really feel like I'm doing nothing here. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like. I don't know under what circumstances I would pick a Win Ranger in this meta. I just don't think I would do it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't. Maybe there's just a lot left to explore, and the heroes. You know, we just need to figure out how to counter the ridiculous early game pressure or the the momentum i don't i don't know it's been quite a while yeah. now and it seems it seems to be getting worse in some ways to me like you know people are betting better at dealing with huskar right but still he's ridiculously strong and there's you know no sign that that's going away i don't know like a lot of the reworks were very fun but they're really really strong or they're just very different compared to what the heroes used to have that kind of thing we had a ma- I had a match where um, it was me with our um, I think it was an anti mage in the safe lane. I was dazzle, so I was I was one of the good supports um, in theory. And their um, their off lane was bristleback legion. It was mm-hmm. so greedy, but they were just like, no, we're just going to spend all of our mana harassing you every time we get any. And it's just like, oh, yeah, we just couldn't do a damn thing. And they're and on on our uh, offlane, our offlane was just like a normal offlane, and so they couldn't match the the, the matchup, and their their safe lane carry got out of control. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just like there was no punishment for the fact that they had two cores in the offlane. It didn't matter because the only thing that mattered was stopping our carry from getting big, and they did it. Yep. If they have mana and they have beef, like <laughs> what are you going to do? That's, that is like 70% of the carry game as I play. It just feels mm-hmm. like, oh, like they're so greedy or they're, they're not being smart here. Well, let's punish. Oh, wait. You know, I've, I've tried to right-click Legion, and she just took away half my health. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the, the safe lane feels very hard these days, which makes the whole game hard. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm finding ways to have fun in Dota. I don't know about you. I, the other night, it was, I think it was a three-stack of us. Uh, we had a eight-game winning streak in Turbo. We played eight games straight of Turbo because we're like, okay, one more until we lose. And, you know, it wasn't like, oh, got to go to bed or something. And so we just, we kept playing Turbos. And eventually it was, you know, very late in the night, like early in the morning. And it's like, okay, I I can't play another Turbo game. But we did just win eight Turbo games. And I think we played two regular games after that, like, you know, in the, the next few days. So I think I had a 10 or 11 game win streak total. Mm-hmm. But boy, Turbo, I'm I'm finding in this, you know, momentum meta, I feel like the counter to that is is Turbo, which is not real Dota, which I know, you know, you have your gripes about. But I've been having a surprising amount of fun playing a lot of Turbo recently. I mean, you know, I have strong feelings about what is and isn't Dota. Um, yeah, that's that's obvious over this time. But I also you know what I understand, Nick? Coping mechanisms. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like after you get smashed, right, and you've you've lost a game and you have to sit in your high ground for 20 minutes, it's like, I could sit on my high ground for 20 minutes, or I could, you know, in 20 minutes have Blink Black Hole BKB Refresher. What mm-hmm. do I want to do after this? So, I mean, there's certainly, you know, it's not just like, I can't get enough of my fix of Turbo. It's just kind of, I guess I've been in the mood for Turbo a lot compared to regular Dota. Yeah, I hear that. I I feel like I should maybe dip my toe into a little more turbo because it it just I don't know. It ha- it's it has those 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 crushing matches where it's just like okay, you know, I'm yeah. playing a lot of Rubik, and when Rubik goes bad, it goes fucking bad, and yeah. you're just like okay, I just can we can this game end? It would be cool Position if this game could end for the rest of the game. Woo. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Poor Rubik is no Rubik at all. I think I. I played Oracle for the first time in a while, and I bought 30 centuries and like a, a 40, maybe like 30-ish minute game. It was pretty miserable. <laughs> I had one of those moments like, why did I play a normal game of Dota? Just thousand-yard stare. But I've been playing a lot of non-Dota games, actually, also. Oh, well, yeah? Well, game. I finally, you know, buckled down and I finished Darksiders 3. Oh man, I know you love that series. Isn't it great that they finally managed to produce a three? And you get to play as the sick lady with the. Uh, that was a weird sound. You get some feedback on your own. Anyway, you get to play as like the sick lady with the like the sword whips, mm-hmm. and like you get that beautifully rendered world and those tight controls mm-hmm. and the immaculate level design. Man, you know that seems like just the thing you need. Just you know, just kill me, actually. Yeah. Uh... I don't even I don't remember because I've had the game for I don't know a while now maybe a month or two I was playing it I played maybe like f- eight hours of it and then I just kind of never went back to it it was I never had a moment I was like you know what I want to do I want to play Dark Siders three right now uh, mm. but I finally finished it I think I put ten more hours into it and that finished the game up 
Um, the beginning was really promising. Uh, and then I slowly like had this realization of like, oh no, oh no, this, this is a bad game <laughs> because I, I don't know. I really like that the original Darksiders one and, you know, Darksiders two is fun also, but I like the hack and slash, you know, linear ish, just like action game that I feel mm -hmm. like there are so few things made of. Uh, apparently God of War is that kind of game. I don't have a console right now. I'm only PC. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, the original God of War, maybe that's what I should play. But I feel like there's not a lot of those games. Like, you know, look, I, I liked Witcher 3. I, I hear Red Dead is good. I don't have a console. But, like, I played a lot of Witcher 3 on PC. It was very fun. But not everything has to be open world. Mm -hmm. And when open world is bad, it's really bad. And I feel like it's much yeah. better and easier to make a nice, tight, linear-ish game. And then totally. Darksiders 3 is like, what if the, what if Dark Souls was bad and also thought it could be a hack and slash game? Hmm. And, it, and I also don't like Dark Souls, so I know I'm in the minority there. Like the very difficult kind of like slow tactical type combat. I, I'm not a big fan of that. And Just they, not for you? Like when it's done right, I like it. But I think what I think is done right is is different. What I don't find interesting is like, oh, there's this hard like character. There's this hard boss, right? It'll kill you in two hits, so you have to you know be very careful and dodge all the time. That's fine. It's when okay, I figured out the pattern of this boss. I now have to rinse and repeat it literally fifty times to kill it, which is it seems like Dark Souls has that kind of thing. Yeah. That's and, like, I've played other games that have that kind of thing. That is incredibly boring to me, and I will literally just turn the game off if I die, you know, five times. Because none of that is fun to me. Like, there's tight, you know, dodge windows and stuff in Darksiders 3. It's like, oh, you know, the pattern for this boss attacking might not be hard, but they attack very quickly, so you have to react and time your dodge very well. That part can be fun, but then it's just really repetitive. And if the boss has too much health... Then it's just like, okay, rinse, repeat this same thing 50 times. Woo! But So the combat is a letdown. Um, but like, is yeah. the exploration any good? Um, I mean, it's it's fine. It's pretty good. Like, the... um, How do I say? If the world was just, you know, a blank texture, right? Just like mm -hmm. Minecraft blocks. The level design is is fine. There's too many times where it's like... You have to run through this area again to go get to where you were because it's oh, not completely linear. Yeah, it's like connected, and it does a lot of the thing where it's like, oh, flip a switch and now a door opens to a place where you once were. Now it's a shortcut, that kind of thing. Mm. I see. But uh, I mean, there is kind of exploration. Like, there's you can miss things and like finding some of the like you know you get little power up things or things that you can upgrade your weapons with right it's not really an rpg but you can upgrade stuff so there's little you know trinkets around everywhere that you can get to upgrade your weapons and stuff and that's fine there's you know the way in which they sprinkled things is well varied and and fun but like it feels like a game from 10 years ago but with more mm. pixels yeah i hear you like not even not even better graphics just more pixels like the the art style is 
weird. Maybe it's just, you know, rose-colored glasses, but I think the art style for 1 and 2 were better. Hmm. Like, the main character's design is too cartoony to me. And just... Ugh. <laughs> like, in a game, I know a world where there's, like, Nier Automata and, like, Breath of the Wild, the game just looks horrible. Hmm. Like, it looks fine, but it's very much just fine. And it's like, really? This, you know... I expected so much more, you know, when I want my hack and slash, you know, I don't want to Dota 2 strategy it up. I just want to hack and slash. I'm fine with, you know, not just mindlessly mashing, you know, oh, there's some puzzles. Like, I, my ideal game is, like, the adult Zelda, right? Mm-hmm. And that's basically Darksiders 1 and Darksiders 2. So, I like that kind of game. There doesn't feel like there's a lot of them. <laughs> No, it feels like kind of a like I mean once once we left like the 360 and PS3 those games feel right. like they kind of stopped getting getting made. Yeah. And so I was like, "Oh yeah, updated, you know, Adult Zelda. Woo." But this that was not what this was. It also just kind of had that identity crisis of like, "Hey, what if we were Dark Souls 2, man?" But they kind of half-assed the hack and slash combat so there was like two combo routes in mm-hmm. that like, you know, you can left click, left click, or you know, attack, attack, wait, attack. Or oh, you sure. can just well, mash three times. There was literally two options. <laughs> like, oh. the previous two games were much better, and you could like unlock combos and stuff. I know I'm talking a lot about action games in a Dota 2 podcast, but it was I don't know. I hadn't. I think I might have to go back and play one because I have a remastered edition that looks a little better and stuff. Warforged edition. Ooh. Oh, and then what's two called? Uh, Definitive. Definitive. Yeah. Yeah. At least the the controls were fine. Like some of them were stupid, mm. but it was fine. And then I'm I modded the config file so it wasn't frame rate capped, <laughs> and it didn't totally break everything. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that was my other big gaming adventure of uh, of this holiday season. So I've had a couple of different gaming adventures, but I think the one that's interesting to talk about is a warning story for folks. Nope. Um, so I played some of the Tetris Effect, right? Mm-hmm. Are I you familiar? It's like the new, it's the new Tetris, right? Yeah, it's the new As Tetris like by, uh, yeah, but it's by like uh, Mizuguchi, who's the guy who did like Luminous and Res and a bunch of those like like Child of Light, these like you know hmm. like trippy new age like surrealist games, right? Yeah. And so it's like, I, I, a phrase I have heard thrown a lot, oh, thrown around a lot is it's Tetris, but it's cool Tetris, right? <laughs> it's like, oh man, it's got these crazy visuals and it's got these like this amazing chill music and you just feel the vibes, man, and you get into it and it's like you're transported to another dimension and you lose yourself in the cosmos. It's just fucking Tetris. <laughs> it's just fucking really? Tetris, you guys. It's just Tetris. <laughs> Like, yeah, sometimes... Okay, so I have a couple of beefs. Mm-hmm. One, the music in this game only works when the game is moving really fast and you can't pay any attention to the fact that there's a white guy rapping about how we should all be connected. Um, and it's actually like, oh, wow, this is actually fucking shit. This actually sucks. <laughs> um, like, unite the soul so there's no division. Close your eyes so there's no religion. Like, sh- fuck it fuck off you're a moron um 
And like the graphics are sometimes like distracting in a way where you can't tell where the edge of pieces are because like there's a level where pieces are made out of like dancing flames. Like that's a really cool effect. I can't fucking tell where the edge of this piece is because it's a flame and it's moving. Um, I hear it doesn't have the original Tetris. The uh, I don't remember the Russian name. The right song, you mean? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Um, In fact, there's a throwback mode that plays the Tetris theme but they do the wrong note at one part of it. So it's like this weird, like, it's this weird form of torture where it's like, dun, 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 And you're like, wait, what was, what, what was, it just, it's awful. It feels so bad. We couldn't get the song, so we'll change this one quarter note. It's, it's, ah, and then like, so my second beef is a beef with modern Tetris. There's, what was the, you're not going to, you probably won't know this. Okay. There's a game from like the nineties that people said like, that that like has the reputation of like, Oh, they broke Tetris. That's the big quote, right? They broke Tetris. Um, because that was the one that introduced the idea of the infinite spin. Basically what it does is it's like, okay, when you spin a Tetris piece, it slows its fall a little bit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and with this game in like the mid nineties, I think it was, they were like, and if you, there's no, like, there's no cooldown on that. If you keep spinning a, a piece just stays in place. So you can just mash the right. button to spin it in place and think about what you're going to do. That sounds boring. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Um, like, and I, I heard people talking about this game. They're like, oh, they made the infinite spins finally make sense because there are parts where you can't beat it without doing that because it's just like it's moving so fast that you need to buy the time. That's like, that's not making, that's not like making an argument for it. It's just like, oh, we tuned the difficulty so that you have to mash A so you can like pause the game? This sucks. So wait, that the this new Tetris has that where you just keep spinning? Oh yeah, it has. It. Yeah, I mean, uh, hmm. so all Tetris stuff is run through the Tetris company. They tell you like how Tetris can be made, and ever since that one game, if you want to make a Tetris game, you have to have the infinite spin. This is non-negotiable. Yes, they have other like the, at this point you have to have T spins. Do you know what a T spin is? Nope. Okay, so imagine um, imagine that you built, like, a series of lines, but they're missing a piece, right? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine there's, like, a T-shaped gap. Now, if you have the T-piece, you can spin it in a way where, like, it shouldn't be able to rotate into it. But since the piece technically fits there, it'll let you, like, phase through as you're turning it. Uh, is what I'm hmm. describing making any sense? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Um, I think it's janky and weird, but I like, I'm like, okay, I guess this is fine. It is like a skill thing where you like intentionally create shaped mistakes and then correct them. I think that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the infinite spin just sucks ass. Um, it's just like this weird bandaid for like trying to make, like not having to worry about difficulty tuning anymore. And I just hate it. Um, and it's just Tetris. Like, <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot about Tetris Effect when it came out. And I'm like, wait, is it not just Tetris? <laughs> it's just Tetris. They have one new mechanic, which is like, oh, if you do the, if you enter this, like you build up a meter and once you turn it on, it'll take account of how many lines you make within this timer and you'll get extra points. Mm. And other than that, it is entirely just Tetris. It is the same Tetris you played on your fucking smartphone for the last 20 goddamn years. And it's have, 40 uh, fucking dollars. 
$40 for Tetris? $40 for Tetris. For Tetris? For Tetris. It's just Tetris. <laughs> I, Episode title. I have fond memories of, uh, I think there's a game on the Nintendo 64, a, a Tetris game. It's like uh, Tetris, Tetris World? World. Yes. Yeah. I think Tetris World good was good. Or something. Or yeah, the, Tetris World was a good game. That were interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's my only Tetris experience. Oh, so an- another thing to note is this doesn't have any of those, like, challenge-based modes that some Tetris games have, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like, here's this, like, specific arrangement of pieces and figure it out. It's like, no, it's just, like, you can change what kind of music's playing in the gr- background and what kind of Winamp visualizer is showing. <laughs> and I just... This this game is the most overhyped piece of garbage mm-hmm. since, like, some fucking, like, 35-year-old burnout told you that weed would change your mind. <laughs> Like, you think you understand the world, you take a puff of this, and it's like, okay, this is neat, this is fine, but, like, it didn't fucking... I, you haven't expanded my horizons, motherfucker. Yahtzee. Like, Jesus, this game fucking... I don't understand what anyone cares about. It's You're trying Tetris. to find meaning where it doesn't exist. You know what's good? Poyo Poyo Tetris, which is a combination of two different block-based falling games that form one synergistic whole with its own quirks and its own systems and it's interesting and fun and it's got a story mode with weird character like really weird characters and it's a good game who's a good game not the tetris effect <laughs> sorry just tetris effect there's no the i'm okay. i apologize the to tetris tetsuya mizuguchi effect. for your mm-hmm. fucking jack off game mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway <laughs> Man, that was a lot of a lot of you know angst about Tetris Effect. I'm, I I'm just, glad we, just, we have a space for you to vent. People about. are putting it on their like <laughs> critics. I respect are putting it on their game of the year list. And that's like motherfucker. You want to borrow my Game Boy? It's fine. <laughs> the it's internet been 30 is just years. it's just a baffling place sometimes. Like it's been when you take years. a step back. I, I recommend everybody you know this year at some point just take a step back and think about like the internet an internet thing in the context of literally anything else and it's just kind of amazing <laughs> sometimes yeah you're not wrong yeah just like you know like whenever you're you're angry at somebody in a video game if like you know so dota 2 somebody like is farming the jungle instead of coming to the team fight like i feel the like what the hell this person is directly antagonizing me they're trying to ruin my night yada 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 and then it's like wait nope they're probably just like tuned out or being lazy in a video game okay maybe i won't like ping them and say hey why aren't you at the team fight just feel like hey let's group up as five instead you know yeah it's those you know not necessarily pma just you know reality ma moments those are good yeah you just need to center yourself Mm-hmm. And 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 think about the world and the cosmos and peace do, and do, oh do, damn it do, do, fucking do, do, Tetris do, effect do, do, is kicking do, do, do. in again. <laughs> Where are my meds? I need to get rid of this Tetris effect. <laughs> it's just a a, a a line piece. It's like a candy line piece. Man, it's all connected. We're all together in this world. That's a lyric for the something, Tetris something. effect. No, we're lit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the religion of, of uh, Reddit Dota 2. Or actually, you know, Ooh, let's talk about Rome. Boy. Roman religion, right? Oh, that's, you know, 
So um, Roman religion is primarily just sort of a reskinned version of Greek religion, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, microtransactions as religion, you know, it's a modern thing, I guess. But Rome also did it, too. So, mm, yeah, that's a fair point. You know, it's that's like if you point. want to see your favorite god in a different costume, you know, rename them to localize them or something. I can understand that, you know. Like you want to see Zeus in a, you know, his pool party outfit or something. So you just throw, you know, the Parthenon five bucks or something. There's just like, there's just somebody at, at, at the HQ who's like, Jupiter? You went with Jupiter? <laughs> fuck it. Fuck this. I quit. It's the worst localization I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It starts with a Z. Why would you go with a J? Are you using <laughs> next romanization chart? <laughs> uh, joke that no one will get. <laughs> um, so uh, we were given a New Year's gift by Working, uh, who decided to post a little like, "Hey, you know, Happy New Year." I hope I hope you know your your curiosity, which is like you know the Mars rover curiosity, mm-hmm. whatever. Look forward to Mars soon, basically, <laughs> right? That's basically <laughs> what the teaser was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was yeah. not subtle. I no. I don't want to be persecutory, but it honestly, wasn't that clever. It was fine. I'm not being mean. It's just sort of like you know. I think it was just a fun little thing, right? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't persecute him at all. It's just you know, it's a tweet six. Yeah, it's, it's super. A, it's is. a goddamn tweet. Now, like, so first, the first one I saw was people being like, "Holy shit, they've got a picture!" Like, if you look really closely, there's a picture of Mars in that photo. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you don't have to look closely, you dumbass. <laughs> it's a quarter um, of the picture. And what then, is like, the thing cure, on the yeah. right? Uh, okay, I'll get to that. Oh. I'll get to that. Um, and then it's like, oh, and Curiosity is capitalized, so it must be the Curiosity role. And look, it's the same font as when they announced Mars, because they have a font that they use for Dota announcements, you dipshit. Um, I guess I'm still in an angry mode from the Tetris so. effect. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dota is getting do, the Tetris do, do, effect. Do, do. Um, and so that one was like, okay, you're kind of just stating the obvious over and over, but that's fine, right? And then there was the post of the person being like, look, if you look at the stars, they're dots and dashes, and you can encode them in Morse code, and it says second. And that means he's coming out in February. <laughs> it's like, you're, you are on drugs right now, friend. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're stars. <laughs> um, so that one was pretty crazy. And then the latest one is that that thing on the right, Mm-hmm. That's Mars's spear. Huh? No, look closely. It's obviously Mars's spear. And then they showed a side by side of the spear, which looked absolutely nothing like that. <laughs> and it's like, what are you talking about? It looks closer to like a Grimstroke paintbrush or something. Oh, okay, so you're saying that Mars is just Grimstroke. It's a Grimstroke arcana. I. I don't know. I thought, you know, post I, it, post it from page of r slash Dota two. We'll get guaranteed. Yeah. Any, any theories right now? Listen, guys, I know this meta is rough. And also I know that the boosters are a problem. We will talk about that, but you're having a breakdown and it's really troubling to see. You can be better than this. You don't have to convince yourself that the empty black spaces between stars is actually like Sumerian. <laughs> it's Okay. 
without a new hero, the, the Reddit just starts eating each other. They'll, they'll go you after anything. You remember when people were, people were like, so at Valve time, what does winter mean? And then people were like, <laughs> today is literally the first day of winter. Look at a calendar. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I understand a couple of things. One is the anxiety of a community that's eager for things to change, right? Mm -hmm. And the excitement for new things. And then I also understand that, like, I mean, of course, at times like this, stuff like this is going to make the front page of r slash Dota 2, because what the fuck else are we going to talk about? So I'm not mad at anyone for upvoting. I'm not really mad at people creating these threads. I just think y'all need to take a breath. It's it's January. Go outside. Take a breath of air. It's probably cold and crisp and nice and refreshing. And oh, just, like, nice. take a second and just be like, okay, it's all right. You know what? Maybe you can write into us uh, for Q time about a game you've been playing other than Dota, because it's it's a, a podcast I like to listen to is about a book series they don't like very much, and at the end of it, everyone they say, please read another book, play another game. It's okay. Yeah, that's good. I I like the podcast uh, the Flop House where they watch bad movies, and then at the end they recommend good movies and like, hey, you mm. should watch these. That's good. In the spirit of the new year, I was, you know, just browsing Twitter trying to find Wickroom's post. I don't actually know how to say his name, uh, as usual. And I see Pomodi is going to be taking, you know, uh, I almost said Ashley Ryan. No, Jeffrey Bryce, a.k.a. Pomodi, who does the Harmonies of New Blue Music Pack, uh, is doing something called 21 Days of VGM. So I guess it's, you know, 21 Days of Video Game Music. That's cool. Uh, his plan is to make a soundtrack for a conceptual dating game about chefs. Mm. And he's going to be doing this using, you know, the SNES sounds. So there's your promote update. Interesting. A yeah. dating game about chefs. It's just, I like mean, Gordon Ramsay. Okay. You name another chef. That uh, would be dateable. <laughs> uh, Rachel Ray. She seems sure. pretty horrible. Uh Who's that one weird, slightly Italian woman? Who's that girl? Eve's that girl. Oh, Alton Brown? Alton Brown is like the the boss level. Sure, sure. Um, right. Uh, who's, uh, Bobby Filet of, yes. of Iron Chef fame? Okay. And Anthony then, Bourdain, perhaps? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, what's the, 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 the Jacques Pepin? Of oh, I course. I don't know that one. What? I don't know Am that I one. saying his name right? He's the uh, the art of cooking, isn't that Jacques Pepin? Jacques I, I I believe that you're right. I'm not. I bet you I know just, him. Jacques Pepin. I'm not yes, good with. I go. like. I don't pay that much attention to celebrity chefs or anything. So, but uh, he's not really a celebrity chef. That's the thing. Okay, there you go. Uh, uh, I don't. Do you have any other chefs you would recommend? Um, you know, Nick, I'm gonna nominate you. <gasps> I can't wait to be in Pomodi's because it'd be really game. uncomfortable to date you in a video game, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of discomfort we all deserve. Exactly, Nick. There's a problem in, in Dota right now. A single problem. Well, only just the one. Mm-hmm. That's great. Boosters are running wild, right? Apparently, there's a lot of high MMR complaining about boosting. Mm-hmm. Which is you know, so- usual. And so, um, I mean, I feel like the main thing, it's, it's really hard to manage all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's, hard to, it's hard to detect people who aren't necessarily boosting. 
it's hard to have the staff to fire to like to take care of them if you're never going to assign anyone that job um it's just a difficult problem right mm-hmm. and so i'm sure what valve wants is an automated solution that will solve boosting right okay i'm down folks i have it for you if someone has a win streak of over 70% mm-hmm. in 20 games, for the next five games, everyone but them gets plus 25 MLR. Everyone. In the I'm match. Confused. All the other. All, so, for, so after, after a 20 game streak where you have an over 70% win rate. Okay. For the next five matches that you play, the other nine people in the match get plus 25 MMR and you get minus 25. Wait, so it doesn't depend on winning? No. I mean, like, you you enter in and you immediately, that MMR thing immediately happens and then you can just do whatever you want. But if you abandon, you abandoned. You still Mm -hmm. still need to play the game. I see. Yeah, totally. Very interesting. So you can't lose MMR in the match anymore because you'll at least be zero. Right, right. Nice, but totally. it could be 50 if mm-hmm. you beat the Smurf. Totally, totally. Nice. And even if you lose, you're still zero. Mm-hmm. I feel like this could actually, some version of this <laughs> could actually work. What? That's not why I invented this. I invented this to be a bad idea. <laughs> some Damn version it. of this, you know, some smarter detection of like, you know, based on win rate. What I think it would actually be is like based on win rate, just really fuck with somebody's like matchmaking mmr so like you know somebody's 2k right but they have a 70 or 80 percent win rate just like for one game match them with 3k people and see what happens like i know that might ruin a game or two but you know you can play with the numbers so that it's it's not too unforgivable there not too much of a shock and just see see what happens and then based on you know two games you can decide whether or not they're they deserve to be in that skill bracket or something. I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. Okay, here's here's a here's a new okay. You get a new option, right? Okay. You get promotion matches, right? You have this separate option where you're like, okay, when you when you log into Dota, it's like, okay, if you pay five dollars, you can recalibrate now. We'll start you over to recalibrate, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's just normal recalibration. But after a random number of games from 30 to 50, your account will be banned. <laughs> We're not telling you that. It's just so that it's just a random number so that it throws people off the track of figuring out that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. But boosters are going to use this service because they're like, great, I can get the money for boosting and just take care of this so fast. Look, I mm-hmm. recalibrated. Look, you're 6K now. Great. And then the account gets banned. And they're like, oh, well, must have gotten reported a bunch. Dang. So it hurts the person who bought the boosting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fuck them. So you're so you're saying Valve itself should offer the boosting service, and then once they you know have seized the means of well, production, well, it's more of a bo- it's more of a booster assist because it see. recalibrates like a little you, bit. But of it doesn't it doesn't there. make you win the matches. You still need a booster to do that. I see. Okay. You know, they're just the they're just the gas pedal, right? They're it's 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 just the clippy going. So I see you're boosting. Would you like some help? <laughs> That's nice. That's really courteous of you. Uh, except for the part where Clippy secretly has a knife. Mm-hmm. Cl- Clippy is terrifying. I mean, listen, that's not yeah, that's not that's not a secret. Mm-hmm. Clippy's a cold motherfucker. <laughs> My cousin Clippy. 
Is that is that your new your new fucking sitcom? That's my new sitcom, my cousin Clippy. Hey, I'm I'm uh, what I don't know. What does a paperclip do? Clip. Hey, I'm clipping here. Okay, we should move on. Um, my name's Clippard. You can call me Clippy. Hey, this is Clippy's neighborhood. You know where you He at? was just a normal boy from <laughs> Long Island. So this is a story. Uh, Do we have anything else non-food related to talk about? No, we super don't. <laughs> we super, super don't. Well, you Cute. couldn't tell because I tried to do fucking Clippard from <laughs> Long Island. Pull the curtain down, get the fire curtain down here, and, and get Jackie out in front of the curtain here to talk about his chow. All right, fair enough. Nick, I know we have a real subject, but I'd like to tackle something quickly. Okay. It is the season for the reason. That's what they say. And I feel like around this time of year, people get candy. In general, people tend to get candy around mm-hmm. this time of year. If you're going to uh, a, a big retailer right now, a lot of that candy is going to be on clearance. It's going to be like 50% off. That's a good deal for candy, right? Mm-hmm. So what are the candies you look out for, and what circumstance are they for? What circumstance are they for? Uh, would, you like me to, would you like me to provide some examples? Please. So the first one's really easy. If you are hungry, you want a Snickers. I okay. don't just say that because of their advertising. I think mm-hmm. it's fairly filling for a candy bar. I would agree. If you just want a nice snack, I like Twix. If you need something that's just going to be like, I'm going to pop this here and there over the course of a few hours, that's what I like Skittles for. Hmm. You keep that in your pocket, and it's not going to melt in your pocket because they're fucking Skittles, and you just have one or two here and there just to, just to keep your energy up as you're going about your work. Huh. What about uh, do, Twizzlers? What are Twizzlers for you? Twizzlers are for... Um, have you ever done something like really bad? And you're like, I should be punished. Mm-hmm. That's Twizzlers. I was waiting to see what you were going to say. <laughs> you dirty red vine motherfucker. <laughs> I've never had red vines yet still. I really should I really should get on that, I guess. Um, I, I think I agree with everything you've said so far, except for Skittles. I don't know. Oh. Oh, so you agree with the Twizzlers. Great. <laughs> um, you could probably uh, make a whip out of Twizzlers. You could. And it play Darksiders three better than you can in actual video games. <laughs> um, what is the Three Musketeers for? That's a very good question. It doesn't feel like it has a role compared to the Twix and the uh, Snickers you just talked about. You know, you think about the Three Musketeers, right? Mm-hmm. You think about Porthos, Athos, and the other guy. That's impressive. And uh, well, and then you think about the the book, and at the end. D'Artagnan joins them. They become the Four Musketeers, and they're stronger than they ever were before, right? Sure. That's that. That's that book. If you didn't okay. know, I didn't. Um, Aramis is the other one. Um, so 
Then it's been a few hundred years and you make a candy bar and you're like, four musketeers. Ah, no, three musketeers. I think this betrays the fundamental flaw of Three Musketeers is that it is a half-baked idea that is not bad, but it just needs a little more. Hmm. I, I, what would you put in it to make it more? I, what, what is your Four Musketeers? Six is Four Musketeers. You know, I think I would do like some like... It's hard because I want to say something like a chocolate drizzle or something, but like you'd have to do like dark chocolate. Dark chocolate drizzle. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not a lot of it, but just a little bit to vary up the flavor because uh, Three Musketeers is very sweet. Like even for a mm-hmm. chocolate bar, it's very sweet. Um, and so a little bit more bitterness in there, a little bit of a sharper taste to offset the softness of that sort of like that chocolatey, like not mousse. What is that stuff? It's nougat, I think, right? Isn't oh, yeah, it just I guess like it a is. tube of nougat? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so just to, just to give it a little more character, a little more personality there, honestly. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it is a weird candy bar. It's just like a tube of nougat wrapped in chocolate, so it's a little less strange. Wait a minute. It's three musketeers and there are two components? Hmm. I'm sure there's a... Is there like caramel? Hold on. I don't think there's caramel. Musketeers candy bar. Is there like a a cookie layer on top? No, there definitely isn't. I I see a cross-section here. It looks like there's two components. Yeah, there's definitely only two things in there. Yeah, no, this is just I, this. They just didn't do their job. Yeah, we'll have to you know look up the history of the Three Musketeers and do an expose for next episode. Okay, so okay, now we need a fourth layer. We've got our dark yeah. chocolate drizzle. Uh, what like something in there? What, what could you? What? Uh, I mean, are you talking like like pretzel bits or peanuts or? I don't, it doesn't feel right. Um. Hmm. A Twizzler. Actually, like a little... I would buy... I would like a piece of licorice in the middle. Like, it's not savory, but it kind of is. It's like it's, you know, it's the licorice flavor, right? Nick, I'm going to throw up. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Really? It sounds like a good idea. You're so gross. Ugh. Why would you you put... Why would you surround (laughs) a Twizzler... (laughs) With nougat. With whipped chocolate nougat? Because it's like, you know, have you ever had ice cream with, like, gummy bears or gummy worms in it? That's what yeah, I feel like it sucks. it's like. What? No, that's, that is, it's a, that's a you know, thing that it's a little do. delight. It's for children. <laughs> ice cream is for children. No, and ice yes. cream's fine. There are variants of things that are built on the fact that children have developing taste buds and cannot actually handle good flavor. This is like a thing. I think you. That's why kids love ketchup so much. Is because their taste buds are still developing. Ketchup's fine. It is not God's gift to mankind. I mean, it ticks all the boxes. You know, sugar, salt, acid. It's all there. It's the the entire package. It's the entire ketchup packet. I I I don't feel like it would be that bad. Also, how dare you? Gummy bears or like gummy worms and ice cream is fantastic. So you have the smooth creamy like chocolate ice cream or something and then every once in a while you'll get this like little gummy bit and maybe it has like a little bit of a fruity flavor to it or something but it's extra a little bit of sweetness and it's a chewiness so you get to chew on it and then Nick, you get to go back to your I'm soft sorry to say cream. real quick but fuck okay. your jockey's chow actual idea we're not gonna wow. get to it no um okay. no because we gotta we gotta say okay so nick 
Okay. You got a piece of apple pie, right? Yeah. You got a fresh piece of apple pie. Mm-hmm. Nice, warm, and hot. Yeah. And there's a tub of vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Go. I put what a scoop on it. I, I scoop it. You're a monster. <laughs> You're an animal. <laughs> Might as like, well eat out of a fucking pig trough, right? It's like, okay, let's have hot ice cream and cold pie. What is exactly. wrong with you people? You're hot that's and you're cold. That's but you're, you're making the no. the hot. You're making you're flipping. It's like it's like ah. Oh, it's like saying, It's the the star crossed flavors. It'd be like having like crunchy jam on soft toast. It's like what are you so, doing? Crunchy jam. That's exactly what I'm saying, I, Nick. It's not, what, unnatural. No, it's, not. it's unnatural. It's bizarre. Why would you take pie, which is good hot? It can be eaten cold and it's all right, but it's better hot. And then ice cream, which is better cold if it's hot. You know what you call that? You call that soup or milk. (laughs) It's not. How long does it take you to eat a piece of apple pie? A long time, Nick. (laughs) I've been eating this piece of apple pie for 20 years. I just it's there's like just you no just, upside. You can, you can do either or, and then you combine. So like the I would put the scoop like on the side, nestled against the pie, right? And then I would take the first forkful of pie or spoonful probably of pie, right? And like, mm, this is a really good pie. And then probably one of the ice cream, like, mm, this is some nice vanilla bean ice cream. And then like it start to mix. It started to melt just a little bit, so it's you know easier to scoop in with some pie. And then it's like, oh, this is like delicious apple pie but it also has you know ice cream with it and you get the hot and the cold on your tongue nick i'm i'm almost afraid to ask this you have a chocolate milkshake you have a container of fries you don't do you you wouldn't do that you wouldn't download a car. <laughs> you wouldn't dunk. What civilized person does not dunk their French fries into what? their chocolate this is milkshake? Garbage. What are you oh, who talking doesn't do about? That? You have the delicious. Okay, so the real topic was going to be me talking about French fries and making French fries because I did that recently. Uh, you have the soft pillowy inside of a french fry right you have the crispy uh-huh. ridiculously hot burning outside it's salty it tastes delicious and then you dunk it in your chocolate milkshake and it's salted chocolate which is you know delicious like the salted caramel right salted chocolate you get the sweetness there and then you get a little bit of the smoothness of the chocolate milkshake and just like the wetness of it i don't know it's like it's cold. The coldness is nice. A nice contrast against the ridiculously flaming hot inside of a fry. Like, cold French fry, horrible with a milkshake, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Hot, like, straight out of the fryer into your cup French fry. Oh. I can't believe this. I just I, can't I believe this you, right now. I knew you had no taste, but I didn't know just how far down the rabbit hole went. Is there... I, I, I'm looking for like what like outs here. Is there like is there any line I can draw that you won't cross? Like like oh I've got this bottle of whiskey and I've got this bratwurst. Might as well dip this in here. <laughs> like you don't have any sense of logic or coherence. You're just an animal, Nick. Like um, 
I don't know, like, I, waffle and ice cream isn't a thing. Um, I mean, it, it? that's how waffle cones happened. Well, uh, ice cream cake. What are your feelings on ice cream cake? I mean, it sucks for unrelated reasons. I don't like ice cream cake. I feel if the cake was warm, like a nice, like, what even just the like, fuck? Oh, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> if, like, just even a basic ass white cake, right? And it's, like, hot out of the oven, or you, you microwaved it for 10 seconds or something, right? And then you put a scoop of any kind of ice cream on top of it or next to it. That sounds amazing. But to have an ice cold cake with ice cold ice cream is just bad. Okay, Nick, we got okay. another one for you. Okay, another humdinger. It's a nice cold winter day, right? Mm-hmm. You're you can't afford your heating bill very much, so like your pantry is a little bit cold. Like the items in there are just kind of chilled a little bit, right? Yeah. You pour some milk to have with your cereal. Okay. Wait, but you've wait. got your microwave. You should probably just microwave that milk first, right? <laughs> I'm not a fucking idiot. What yes, do you, you take are. Me for? <laughs> You've already proven this. Mike, uh, so first of all, you don't pour the milk into the bowl. I know there's a big debate Uh, between, oh, do you pour the milk or the cereal No, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I was just trying to trap you. (laughs) Trap me. I don't need to, like, who? (laughs) Wait, hold on. Also, how would warming the milk up solve the issue? Is, like, is the cereal Oh, it's not, because then it, because then, it, then it becomes a hot and cold thing, which you're <laughs> so happy with. Why don't you, you just stuck an ice cube in your asshole? Because your asshole's warm and your cube's cold. <laughs> Fucking creep. You've never had an ice enema? <laughs> oh, I've got this nice popsicle. Cold. Why don't I pour some tomato soup on it? Because it's hot and cold. I, hate, I actually don't like tomatoes. Uh, hold on. Let's just go back. Why would you warm the milk up? Just like... You, nobody pours warm milk, like maybe granola and yogurt. No, I don't. Okay. So first is you're actually wrong. I know of someone who promotes this lifestyle. They're a nightmare human. Hold on. Um, as in like warming the milk before pouring it over the cereal. As in they pour it. They pour it into the. They pour it into the bowl so they can microwave the bowl and the milk and then they put cereal in it. Uh, uh, is this somebody I know? No. Okay. I was gonna say I would have you rat them out. We can talk off air. Okay. That is unthinkable to me. I I don't know why it's unthinkable, because you're already committing so many atrocities. (laughs) It's not. It's contrast. It's, you know, variety is the spice of life and also the spice of spice. Have them separately. Just have a mouthful of ice cream and then have a mouthful of pie. What's the difference? The difference is you don't fuck them both up. Like, I like, I like, (laughs) look, listen, you know, two things I enjoy. I enjoy tea, and I enjoy Oreos. I'm not going to dip my Oreos in tea, because I'm not a fucking nightmare human. They don't work together, though. You can't just combine two no, things they that don't, don't work together. No, they don't. You're right. They don't. But hot and cold, salty no. and sweet, it's the perfect match. I can't believe you're you're so deprived. You can't enjoy a, something as American as a slice of pie with a scoop of ice cream. The only American just... thing we have. I want to point out that the initial one that started this was you being like, oh, the great combination of slimy and slippery with, like, fucking ice cream and worms because you're a nut job. I, I, I've not had that combination in a while. I really – I want it now. I wish somebody would make that. I, they make an ice cream 
well, they make everything, but like I, I recently encountered an ice cream that has French fries in it. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. It that is sounds terrible. Absolutely disgusting. Because the French fries aren't hot. They have to be hot French fries and you have to dip it into the. the oh, thing. okay. So you got to take the ice cream and then microwave it and then put the cereal no, in it. No, because then it's all. <laughs> <laughs> and then you stick the pie in there and you're good. It puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah. Oh. Wow. You know, we, we discovered, you know, beautiful differences between us every episode. And then there was this one. <laughs> or I discovered that you don't understand what civilization is. into, like, you know, a Wendy's Frosty. I would never do it. I would you're never a, do it. You're a monster. <laughs> I'm a monster. Wow. What? A, okay. You're, you're having a French dip, right? As I do. Uh-huh. And so you're dipping it in the nice au jus, the nice hot au jus. Yeah. And you're like, this is nice, but what if I dipped it in something cold, right? What about, like, cold horseradish sauce, actually? What about, like, oh, a Bud Light? Really good. And you've got this cup of Bud Light, and you're like, I'm just going to dip my sandwich in this Bud Light. That doesn't work. Of course no, that I doesn't agree. work. No, I agree. That's a straw man. While well, the idea of like an au jus, you uh, are a, a straw man. <laughs> you are a fr- you are like a potato a straw brain. man because you're made out of cold French fries. <laughs> no, the French fries have to be hot. The has to be cold. No, no, no. The, the au jus, you like you dip the French dip right, and then you you dip it into the the the. The juice, right? And then you take a bite and like, mm-hmm. oh, that's good. And then you dip it into like a horseradish. Even like tartar sauce might work. And then it's like, oh, the coldness of the tartar. Cold tartar sauce on a hot crab cake. Please tell me you would enjoy that. I don't like tartar sauce, but that's oh, unrelated. God. God. But like if the tartar sauce is cold, it's even better with that kind of thing to me. Huh. Huh. I'm so tired. I feel spent after defending common sense. I'm going to tell you a true story. Okay. I used to work at a restaurant. No. And uh, we served like a tuna salad, right? Mm-hmm. And we also served some melts. And I was like, it would be really like, I was like, hey, boss, like our menu's kind of thin. I could, add, we could add a tuna melt to the menu. That wouldn't be hard. And he was like, okay, do it. And so I whipped one up, and he's like, this is really good. But And then he was like, but why did you heat up the tuna? And I was like, you wouldn't put cold on hot. And he was like, <laughs> just fired. do it next time, just for the hell of it. And I was like, okay. And so that's how we were supposed to serve it. And I was always just like shaking my head. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I, why would you put cold with hot like that? I, I, I don't get it. I agree. I think I completely 100% agree with your boss. No, I, I mean, I guess that's the common perception, you know, just fucking just grab your bag of ice and just fucking pour it in your hot chocolate and just, you know, you know, fucking whatever, right? And just fuck it. Surf's yeah. up, brah. Man, there's so many interesting combinations. I, 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 I imagine you're hating now. Wow. What if you took a hot cup of coffee? Okay. And your cold eyes. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes, my eyes are so cold. <laughs> All right, I'm 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 out of even creative out of ways to be mean. Wow. <laughs> Boy, 
Well, <laughs> that's a good first episode, you know. Start started it off. Right. <laughs> I guess. Mm. Oof. Well, as you say, I think we got to call it for for this episode of Bottle Crow. I want to give a big thank you to uh, Jeffrey Bryce, aka Pomodi for the Harmonies of New Bloom, and uh, Ashley Ryan, a.k.a. Sfimi, did our podcast art. I imagine neither of them will want anything to do with me after this, but that's fine. <laughs> um, if you want to look into uh, Sfimi's work, you can find them on Patreon at patreon.com slash Sfimi, or on Twitter at twitter.com slash Sfimi. If you want to look into uh, Pomodi's work, you can find them on Patreon, or not on Patreon, excuse me. Well, maybe they're on Patreon, I haven't checked. Uh, twitter.com slash Pomodi, or you can go in-game in Dota 2 and purchase the Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which is their work. Or even, if you want to go above and beyond, you can go into the workshop and you can vote for the Rhythms of Rift Shadow Ruins or the Highlander music pack, which are both other fantastic Pumoti creations awaiting approval into Dota 2. Indeed. Uh, if you want to check out our Twitter account, that's at Ballacrow. Sometimes there are goofs on there, and sometimes there are not goofs and we're just deadly serious. Mm-hmm. Extremely. Like we were this episode talking about food. Yes. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. Oh well, we you the royal we have a new podcast coming out on. Well, no, yeah, that's true. It's part of your the Garnet Wager where you and Alan Ibrahim talk about a Korean game show. Mm-hmm. You're in like your end of the third season now of the show or something. Yeah, there, and there are only four seasons, so lots of episodes. And now I'm joining you for a other game show like Korean Clue or something. It's it's a very interesting podcast where there's like games and stuff based on the games of the show. And this one is like about a, a mystery crime scene. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we do. I've exp- I've noticed that anytime I put Nick in the same podcast as another person who has a propensity for jokes it becomes a disaster and so it will probably be very entertaining Mm -hmm. an entertaining disaster indeed i will have to i'll have to finally reinforce that soundboard limit which i've been so (laughs) slack on recently Mm -hmm. because you've been so good you've been so good nick and i know it's all gonna fall away when there's suddenly another person in the podcast booth yeah that's it all right well Happy happy 2019, folks, and we'll talk to you later. Peace out. Peace out, indeed. What a good farewell message, as ever, Six. You are right, and I am a fool. Such a fool. Imagine if I had dared to say sure as my outro again after being warned what would happen. Ha ha ha. What a ridiculous idea. I would never do that. Anyway, thank you, folks, and good night, or day, or whatever time phase you exist in. 